Hey, everybody, and welcome to week three of our Spooktober Spectacular. You were way more into it than I was. <laughs> it's been a long day. So it may or may not be caffeinated. I definitely had an energy drink before I left work, so <laughs> we'll see how this goes. This could be interesting. Yeah. So for October, we are doing weekly episodes. We are talking about all things weird and spooky. And we've already talked about uh, several spooky things. Cryptids. Ghost stories. Ghost stories. And this week, we're talking about conspiracy theories. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know about you, but I love conspiracy theories. I don't necessarily believe them all. No, but I thoroughly enjoy reading them and trying to see where people could potentially believe in these. Like, it's kind of a, let me put myself in your shoes. Yes. It's like, okay, lay out your evidence, explain it to me, and I'll see how I feel about it. But it's just fun to think about. Right. I enjoy a good exercise of the mind. But there are definitely some <laughs> that keep me up at night a little. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, Tiffany, what is your little tease for this evening's episode so my episode or my my episode my episode <laughs> my topic for this episode is going to be about famous people who tragically died Ooh. or did they oh oh dun 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 <laughs> all right hmm. so what's yours i'm gonna be talking about the 411 phenomenon or four I don't think I've heard of this one, so this may be an educational episode for myself. It, it probably will be, a little bit. All right. Well, so I want to hear about the 411 first. Okay. So, I would love to go first. Um, This is actually kind of new to me, too. I just learned about it this year. Um, But it centers around the National Park Service. And you love your national parks. Yes, you know it is a goal of mine to travel to every national park before I die. Right. Um, which there are several, um, but I'm working on it. I'm getting there. Um, and just a little history. The National Park Service um, founded in August of 1916. Um, basically, their job is to manage all national parks, all monuments, and some various like historical properties. So... That's kind of what they do. Also found this interesting. Do you want to take a guess at what their annual budget is? They have a budget? Yeah. Uh, $100,000. Oh, Lord. You are so off. High or low? You are so low. It's sad. <laughs> I, I was totally low-balling on purpose, but... Now, I don't know how accurate, I don't know if this is from this year, you know how budgets change, but the right. number I saw that I was like, oh, Lord, $3.123 billion. Holy cow. That's a lot of dough. Is that, and that's for all of the parks? Apparently. Well, I didn't dig too much into that because I wanted to do more research on the 411. Well, I mean, that's, there's a lot of national parks. I want to so... say there's 63 in the United States. So, I mean, that's, I guess that's logical. That's their annual budget, right? It's it's just, a, it's, yeah. Still, that's logical. It's a lot. So, when this service was founded, there were only nine national parks. 
Um, yeah, oh. this is back in 1916. Of course, uh, Yellowstone was the very first park that was ever established, and that was back in 1872. So the National Park Service didn't start with the parks, but it eventually um, came up to help manage the parks. Um, but yeah, as of 2021, there are 63, and those wow. cover approximately 85.1 million acres of land. That's a lot of land. Yes. And, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to travel to Yellowstone. And I got to do that back in 2019. Yes. And I was just blown away by how big the park was. It was just gorgeous. Um, so you're going to take me there, right? Oh, absolutely. I cannot Fantastic. wait to go back. I'm already planning a trip for next year. As beautiful as the land is. As gorgeous as it is and how fun it was. And I have these beautiful memories. I feel a butt coming on. Yeah. It has a dark side. Of course it does. So in the United States, about 1,600 people go missing every year in the wildlands. Every year. 1,600. Yes. 1,600 people go missing, go missing. every year yes and there's been approximately 2,700 deaths within the national parks just over the last 12 years that's approximate wow okay on second thought maybe I don't want to go Yellowstone with you hey I survived you'll be fine you just stay on the boardwalk and don't don't pet the buffalo <laughs> don't pet the buffalo well, that was my whole reason for going. So thanks. I know they're I know they're bison, but buffalo is more fun to say. Right. Um, now, granted, some of these deaths can obviously be attributed to um, natural disasters. You've got avalanches, uh, people trying to take their selfies and they fall off a cliff. You know, um, animal attacks. Um, we just saw a video last year of a lady that got too close to a bison and it charged at her. You know. So some of it is obviously just stupidity. Some of it is just I'm sorry, unfortunate events. But only about 89 to 92% of people who go missing are recovered. And I say only, I know that's a high rate. Yeah, it is. But it's not 100%. Oh, I love how you said it. It's not 100%. It's not 100%. So you've got these missing people, only 89 to 92% are recovered. So where are these people going? Right? This is where the conspiracy starts. I mean, to be fair, that's a lot of land to get lost on. Yeah, but some of these you can't explain. So this is where the missing 411 comes in. Okay. So there's a book series, and I want to say there's a documentary or maybe a couple documentaries. I'm not sure, but I know for sure there's a book series. It's called The Missing 411, and I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, David Paulides. I'm going to call him David. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, sir. David P. David P. Um, and these books chronicle a lot of the disappearances that he investigated throughout his career. Hmm. So he he was there. He was part of this. It's not somebody that's just finding stories on the internet. Like, these are things that he witnessed. 
um, that he investigated. So these all take place in national parks, and none of them have plausible explanations where it's like, this is what happened beyond the shadow of a doubt. Like, it's all, like, gray area. Yes. It could be this, or it could be that. Like, the explanations that are being offered up are very easy to debunk. Hmm. So, he also talks about how the National Park Service allegedly obstructs any attempt to fully investigate these incidences. Yeah. This conspiracy just keeps getting deeper. And we're just getting started. So, in the books, he's classified over 1,440 cases. These are missing persons cases. What? Yes. And he's put them under this label of missing 411. So, I had to look into, okay, what do you, what criteria have to be met for you to classify this as a missing 411? There's um, a couple of, I guess, criteria that I found. Um, when you bring in canine rescue dogs and they are totally unable to pick up a scent, that gets that, that's part of the criteria. Okay. Because in theory, they should be able to track a little, a little ways from your last known location. Right. But there are cases where these canine dogs are brought in and there's no scent to be found. So that's kind of a marker for this yeah, missing that's, 411. That's a little strange. Then you've got bodies that are found with no clothes, no shoes, or in one case that I heard, they found a pair of pants. The socks were in the pants. The feet were in the socks. But the rest of the body was gone. He had no feet. He had feet. He had no body. The feet were in the socks. Oh, no. Yes. So you've got these instances of bodies found with no clothes or clothes found with no body. Uh. Yes. And then the other one that he talks about, and um, I kind of read a couple of mixed things on this, but mm-hmm. bodies that are found a significant distance or elevation away from their last known location. Now, some of these okay. were talking a few miles, some of them a little bit further. Right. But still, like, there's, it's hard to explain how somebody got from point A to point B within a certain amount of time. Fair. So that's one of the criteria, too. So I pulled a couple of examples. I just pulled a few. Um, One of them, and this is a good example of this distance criteria, uh, and this is one of the more well-known stories. Um, It was a two-year-old named Keith. He was visiting his grandfather's ranch in Oregon on one of the national forests. Um, He was found 12 miles from the ranch, unconscious, in the snow. What? Yeah. Yeah. My three-year-old doesn't want to walk across that parking lot. Like, I would say, how many miles? 12, 12 miles. 12 miles. Not 12 feet, 12 and miles. And in the snow. And that was one of the other things wow. they talked about. He did not have the right clothing to protect him from the elements. He should not have been able to make it 12 miles. Right. And he should not have been alive. It's just, they said it was miraculous that he survived at all. Mm. And 
because he survived, he's talked about it as an adult. He has no recollection of what happened to him. Nothing. But, okay, to be fair, I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood. There's a lot of I things agree. I cannot recall. So I, that part I don't find as weird. And I'm sure whatever happened was traumatic. And you so, know how the brain tends to block exactly. trauma. Exactly. But nobody can offer the, an explanation of how this two-year-old ended up 12 miles away from where he was supposed to be in the snow. Um, and there's actually a lot of stories about children who go missing. And then they're found a long way away, but alive. And there is an explanation for that. I'll touch on it later. It's aliens. It's not aliens. Well, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's but aliens. It's aliens. <laughs> um, there's a story about two adults. They have an infant in their car, um, and they break down during a snowstorm. The remains of the adults are found scattered, but the child was never found. Kind of hard to explain away. Um, there was another really well-known story of a guy named Tom Messick. Now, this guy's 80 years old. He's 80 years old, and he goes on a hunting trip with some of his friends and their kids. And this actually just happened in 2015, which is not too long ago. Um, so they're out there for two hours and you know how you're out hunting, you kind of spread out. So they're all about a hundred yards from each other, which is not a huge distance. I don't feel like, right. Like that's still within, you can communicate with people. Right. And the older ones are down at the bottom of the hill. The younger ones go up on the hill. They're trying to chase the wildlife down the hill, uh -huh. the older ones. And you know, you get your wildlife. However, in the two-hour span that they were out there, zero wildlife. No squirrels, no deer, no birds, nothing. For two hours. And I don't know if you've ever spent time outside. There's always something. I would say this has given me creepy vibes because typically if things like squirrels and birds and rabbits are not active or hiding or whatever, not around, that's bad news bears. Yeah. Well, Which even... it could be a bear. Right. Well, even recently, I think of that hurricane that came through and hit New Orleans recently. Mm -hmm. And there were people on TikTok recording and they're like, do you hear that? Exactly. It's silence. Mm -hmm. There's no birds. All the wildlife has moved on. Right. They tend to move on when there's danger. Exactly. So two hours go by, no success. They're like, okay, we're just going to pack up. We're going to go back to our campsite. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Tom is missing. Where's Tom? So they go around. They're looking for Tom. They're calling for Tom, firing shots in the air, trying to signal to him. Nothing. They cannot find Tom. Oh. So then, of course, it turns into this big search. And the FBI got involved. No. That's how you know it's a big deal when the FBI comes and gets involved. Right. And one of the friends reported hearing this very weird sound. And the only thing he could say was that it, it was like no animal or human he had ever heard before. That it was indescribable. And he heard it before they knew Tom was missing. Sounds like a cryptid to me. Exactly. Like, it's creepy. 
So they did this massive search. It was FBI, um, Tom's friends, the game wardens, even the state troopers were involved, and they found no trace of him. His body was never recovered. Wow. They couldn't even figure out like where he went. He was just poof gone. Or maybe it was aliens. Or maybe it was aliens. <laughs> so that's just a couple of stories from the four one one. Like I said, it's a series of books. There's a lot in there. Um, I heard about it again. I mentioned him last week. One of my favorite TikTokers, Aiden Mattis. Mm-hmm. Um, he he does a whole series on the missing four one one. So there's a couple of theories here. There's like two main ones. Okay. A lot of people think that there are feral, cannibalistic people living off the grid in these national parks, which if you think about, again, how much land there is, that kind of makes sense. Well, and if you look into, like, the history of the Windy Boy, yes, a lot of people say that 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 derives from, like, feral people, possibly. Like, that's one of the theories behind the Windy Boys. Yeah. Or the flesh pedestrians. Probably more the flesh pedestrians than the Windy Boys. But right. there is a theory that that kind of cryptid is actually a human that has devolved, evolved into right. a cannibalistic creature. And there are so many books and movies that portray these feral people. Like, that came mm-hmm. from somewhere. Right. Um, but something that supports this idea is the reports of people, um, saying, like, we've seen humanoid footprints. They almost look human, but there's something off about them. Hmm. Um, and I know, like, barefoot hiking is a thing. I personally just couldn't do it. No. I think I'm too big of a sissy, but when they describe the footprints that are left behind, it's not normal human footprints there's just something off about them Hmm. um people will report hearing screams hearing footsteps around campsites you know there there's just all these weird unexplainable encounters with something that seems human but it's just a little off um you know and the theory that supports this is that there are a lot of areas in these parks that are unexplored. Right. It's very dense forest. It's not explored. People don't go there. So there is a possibility that somebody's just living there off the grid. Um, unfortunately, this this really does um, feed into the stereotypes of, like, Appalachian people. Yeah. You know, because people tend to think of feral people as being in Appalachia. Totally. You know, the redneck inbred hillbilly so this really does hurt um the appalachian people you know it it implies that feral people are all inbred and it's just this opens a whole other can of worms that we're not going to dive into today um so but that is one of the prevailing theories that there are feral people out there and they need to eat there you go there's a food source we're gonna take it but Going off of our topic last week of cryptids, there's a theory that there is some truth suppression going on with the National Service, or National Park Service. Like, they're hiding the truth. Like, they know. They know. But they're not telling. they're hiding it. Oh. 
So this theory basically says that the National Park Service was created because they knew these creatures were out there. They knew that, I'm going to use this term lightly because it sounds very insulting, the common people couldn't understand, couldn't comprehend, like it would just be kind of system overload for us. The, the the whole, you're not ready to handle the truth. Exactly. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> um, but also because these creatures are so dangerous that we can't really defend ourselves against them very well. So they right. know they're out there. So what do you do? You hide them. You create a home for them. You corral them into this home and then you track them. I see you thinking... <laughs> I'm thinking that like if you know that they're out there and you put them in this cage, basically it's a huge cage. Mm-hmm. Why would you let people in to cover it up? Oh, if you think about it. So when we went to Yellowstone, stay on the road. You stay on the boardwalk. You camp in very specific spots. Don't go off the trails. They they harp and harp and harp about not going off the trails. And okay, yes, there are bears. Obviously, <laughs> I saw them with my own eyes. But they 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 are big on protection, right? Carrying the bear spray, like it's mm-hmm. you know one of what the was it a bell. Yeah, they talk about making noise as you walk, which is almost the opposite for cryptids, right? But. You know, it's it's very, you stay in this designated area. Now, mm-hmm. granted, some of that is obviously for safety because it's a protected area. Right. You want to protect the people. You want to protect the space. But you let people in just enough to quell suspicion. Then and then hiding something. Yeah. And then you can get away with hiding something. See? It's oh, plausible. I don't like that one. I don't like it. But it's plausible. Don't like that. And if you're tracking them, you can study them. You can learn. It's almost like a, uh, almost like an Area 51 situation, except for they let people in. Except they let people in. <laughs> um. So yeah, these um. These areas are created to keep them, and the National Park Service was created allegedly to control and hide oh man and some of the creatures that are allegedly being hid um we've talked about the windy boys the flesh pedestrians even bigfoot yeah okay i could see that especially with the almost humanoid footprints right because that's what i first thought too is like oh maybe it's bigfoot yeah see like i when i think cryptids i tend to go towards the more um intense ones but also this includes bigfoot bigfoot can be pretty intense i mean big big bigfoots big feet i don't know big i don't know what the uh plural of that is but they are included in the creatures that might be hidden within the national parks i could see that and something else that really kind of made this click for me yeah in studying cryptids one of the things we learned is that not all cryptids are everywhere. Right. Certain areas have specific cryptids. Like, not everybody has the Windy Boy. Not everybody has a flesh pedestrian. 
not everybody has the swans. Exactly. And that explains why you've got all these national parks in these different areas of the United States. Right. So that really made it click for me. I was like, oh, okay. This you, can... you corral a creature within its region, but within one space. Right. You track it, you study it in its natural habitat, etc., etc. This theory to me is a very plausible. I would say it. Again, I'm not one to like totally buy into conspiracy theories, but I could see where this one could hold water. Right. And that's my thing, too. I don't necessarily believe in it, but I'm willing to admit, like, yes, your logic makes sense. Right. So I'm going to err on the side of caution, but also skepticism, because I do want to travel to each park. And if I am traveling alone, oh, no, you will not. Be I traveling don't want to get within my head and freak myself out. No, you will not be traveling alone. Well, As the older sister, I'm telling you. <laughs> You are not traveling alone. Well, then you're just going to have to come with me because I'm going to hit every park before I die. Done. And hopefully I won't die by Windy Boy or Bigfoot. Yeah, hopefully not. Or so, any of the other cryptids. But yeah, so check out the 411 series. Um, it's very fascinating. There's a lot of stories. And it's just, it'll give your brain a workout. Yeah, I... I feel like I need to go take a rest after thinking through all of this. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to end mine because okay. there is a lot to it. Um, like I said, there's there's thousands of stories I could tell, but that's that's the missing 411. Now I know. And now you know. So. <laughs> okay, so now we've talked about some missing persons. I want to hear about your celebrity deaths. Want to hear about my dead people? Or your not-dead people. Or my not-so-dead people. I'm ready. Okay. So, you know when we would go to the grocery store as kids, <laughs> right? This is not how I thought this conversation <laughs> was starting. I know. It's totally... But as I was... So, as I was researching this, it it brought up a memory. Of course, you know, I have... Maybe I'll do a whole episode on my memory issues so that people understand what we're talking about <laughs> but it actually brought up a genuine memory for me okay of being in the grocery store the line at the grocery store because you know we would go with mom and typically we would take um our grandmother yes because she didn't drive fun fact never had a driver's license so you know she would go with us and we would stand in the longest grocery line. Right. And oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> it just clicked. <laughs> Did it click? I see it the finally light bulb. clicked. So I loved looking at those tabloids that they had right there at the register. One, because it was distracting and it kept me from thinking about, oh my gosh, how long are we standing in this line? Because as a little kid. Right. You're impatient. You just, you just want to go. Man, even as a kid, though, I was like, really? Really? Right. So, I mean, and there's there was a ton of them. I mean, whether it was Sun, National Enquirer, oh, Star. Lord. Uh, I don't remember seeing this one, but this this one came up in my search. Weekly World News. I remember that one. I remember one. that one. Uh, in the Globe. Yes. Yeah. So. You know, the, they always had these headlines that were, like, bold, and the the pictures were, 
shocking, I guess, or some of them very, or like it would be a celebrity, but they wouldn't. It was almost like a body double of a celebrity. Yeah, like the Dollar General brand celebrity, (laughs) exactly. And so I always thought, I'm like, I'm like, you know, maybe. Maybe something's not right here. Maybe this is not a truthful news source, even as a kid. But I mean, it it was, it was, it was attention grabbing. Right. And I loved that as a kid, you know, because they, they would tell everything from like royal scandals. Those were the best. Now, this one sticks out to me and I don't know if I will ever forget this. And maybe this is where I really kind of started getting into all the weird things the picture of bat boy on the front of one of the tabloids i want to say it was either star or sun i don't remember that one it was terrible it it was this kid but he didn't he looked like a cross between a kid with no hair a vampire and jaws oh my god (laughs) and his mouth was like wide open it was terrifying, but it got my attention. Mercy. Um, but yeah, so you know, they always had these crazy headlines, these crazy pictures. Um, and my personal favorite, sightings of dead celebrities. Oh my gosh, I remember those. And it typically it was like Elvis. Elvis, <laughs> Elvis was seen at this place doing this thing and oh, it's him and you know. I always think of the video of Elvis in his mansion, the ghost. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's very clear that in America, we do love our celebrities. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, to be honest, we kind of, I'm just going to say it, we worship them. Oh, Henry we- Cavill? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair. But no, like we do though, like we, we idolize them. We look up to them. You know, if you ask a kid, you know, who's your hero? A lot of times it's either a celebrity, whether it's in like movies, sports, superhero form, superhero form. Yes. We love our celebrities. And I think it's because they live these extravagant lifestyles that we can only dream about. You know, they have movie moments. I always like talking about movie moments. Right. So, you know, it's only natural for us to want to deny their death. Right. I mean, if you think about it, it's a little weird because they're strangers. Like, they don't know us. There's no personal connection. There's no personal connection. But yet we feel so attached to celebrities that we go through, like, this grieving process. Right. And part of the grieving process is denial. Oh, Lord mercy, yes. So, you know, it. like I said, it's totally understandable why, as Americans, we have this desire to see people, celebrities, and not want them to be dead. Like, yeah, like we, 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 we hear that they're dead, but we don't want to believe, we don't want to accept it. I, I'll tell you what it is for me, because we can go back and relive them being alive mm-hmm. by watching their movies. Mm-hmm. Because you watch a movie, you're like, this person is here. Like, I hear them speak. I see them move. Right. So, like, we can keep that 
image of them being alive with us for a long time. That's fair. I, that, I hadn't thought of it that, in that perspective. So there's, and there's a lot of theories around why celebrities might want to fake their deaths. That's fair. I mean, to be honest, I, if I were a celebrity, I would probably want to fake my own death because I don't people well as far as like, if I have like reporters following me all the time and people paparazzi snapping oh, cameras yeah. in my face all the time. Oh my, I couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. It's too much. So in, in researching this conspiracy theory about celebrities faking their deaths, I looked at several different stories and I pulled out just a few examples to really kind of dive into today. Yeah. Um, naturally I'm going to start with Elvis. Of course. Because you can't talk about celebrities faking their deaths without talking about Elvis. It's probably the most famous example. Yes. And I, I guess on top of that, you also have so many impersonators. Like people are obsessed and still obsessed with Elvis. Go to Vegas and get married by Elvis. There you go. So, and really, I guess Elvis really kind of started, not to say that there weren't people prior to him, because we're going to talk about one of them, but he basically started the whole famous people never actually die theories. Like, never? Well, Are we talking like immortality? Well, so that's a whole nother conspiracy okay. theory. But okay. yes, essentially, like, they didn't actually die. They just wanted out of the spotlight. Gotcha. So, of course, as you know, it was reported that he died from a heart attack on August 16th in 1977. Reportedly. Wasn't he, like, on the toilet? On the toilet. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I know that that's what everybody says. But I wasn't there. See, I don't know if that's one of those like Mandela effect things, or right. if I've just always I've always thought heard that. It. Okay, yeah, okay. It might be a Mandela effect thing. You guys can let us know if you have heard that Elvis died on the toilet from a heart attack, or did you come from another parallel universe? Which talk about a nightmare way of dying. Like, oh, I mean, that's yeah, terrifying. Anyways. And, you know, to lose such a an iconic rock and roll icon so early, it was just too much for people to bear. I mean, because people just, whenever he was alive, people were obsessed with him. Yeah. And just girls fawned and fainted over him. And guys wanted to be like him. And mm -hmm. he inspired so many, like, fashion trends and hairstyle trends. And yeah. It, yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons to think that maybe he didn't actually die, though. Okay. 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 So one, again, setting it up, you got a celebrity who people are just crazy about. Mm-hmm. That's a little much. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to overwhelming, right? So here are some of the reasons why people say that they don't think he actually died. He's been seen in a lot of different places over the years. Like okay. there's been lots of sightings. Right. And like people will take pictures. Oh, this guy looks like Elvis. Oh, this could be Elvis. 
Oh, I mean, you see my tabloids. It pops yeah. up every once in a while. I think of Elvis tabloids. was spotted at such and such resort. Right. Yeah. Um, this one I didn't know about. And this one really kind of makes me question. They There are reports that Elvis was seen sweating at his own funeral. Like, oh, like in like the coffin. In the casket. He was sweating. Okay. I, dead bodies don't sweat. I'm just blown away by the dedication of laying in a coffin for that long. Right. Pretending to be dead. Right. I couldn't handle that. But I mean, I guess if you really wanted out, you would do anything. Or, again, there were so many Elvis, there's so many Elvis impersonators. He could have hired, like, some actor. Or maybe his makeup artist was just really bad. <laughs> or maybe his makeup artist just wanted to really just throw people off. I don't know. They had a good sense of humor. Right. Let's just spray a little water in here and make people think he's sweating at his own funeral. Uh, anyways, that one got that, the sweating at your own funeral thing, that kind of. Yeah, that's bizarre. Really weird. And I don't know if that's true, but. In my research, I did see a couple of reports that he was sweating. Fascinating. I've never heard that. Um, Also, did you know that his autopsy is sealed and no one has read it? Really? How? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's sealed. Nobody has, has read it. And why would you why would you want your autopsy sealed? Or who would seal it? Why would they seal it? There's something they're hiding something. there. And it could be that maybe he didn't die the way that they said he did. Maybe they're covering that up. Well, and I feel like if okay, he died from a heart attack, what would be the necessity of a more in-depth autopsy? I don't know. I have a lot more questions than I went into this topic with. Same. And I'm sorry. I don't have any better answers for you. <sighs> you would do this to me. Well, that's part of the fun of conspiracy theories. Okay. Okay. Continue. To be fair. And then here's here's something to think about, too. His net worth became higher after he died because, of course, Nostalgia requires the person to no longer be around, thus making your stuff more valuable. Right. So maybe he was, you know, getting in a hard spot and he needed to increase his value and generate some income. So as a banker, I'm sitting here thinking there's got to be, but it's also back in the day. Right. I'm thinking paper trails. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go down a whole other rabbit hole, oh, so I know. keep going. Yeah. Okay, so there's plenty of reasons to think that he might not have actually passed away when everybody believes he did. And I can't say that I would blame him. Mm. I mean, whether it was for monetary reasons or for his own personal sanity. That's fair. Doesn't matter. So, okay, so that's Elvis, like, in a nutshell. I mean, again, with these theories, you can go down a whole rabbit hole. We could do a full episode on each one of these people. Oh, yeah. I'm just kind of hitting the highlights here. Okay. So this next one. Andy Kaufman. That name does not sound familiar. Probably not. He was a little bit before our time and by before our time. I mean, he died a month 
before I was born. Well, that's old. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Effer. Yes, I am old. It's okay. I own it. Anyways, literally a month before I was born, he died. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. So he kind of earned his fame as this comedian or this performance artist, which if you asked him, though, he would never claim himself as a comedian. Like He didn't think he was a comedian. But he was known, uh, are you familiar with the show Taxi? Yes. Okay. He was on Taxi. Okay. That was one of the shows he was known for. I knew there was a link that I could get you connected to who I'm talking about. Yeah, here. it's in there somewhere. <laughs> right. Um, and as a byproduct of his antics, he developed a reputation as one of the least trustworthy peoples in existence. Oh my Not God. in a bad way, but more of that, that, I don't want to say cute, but that prankster kind of oh, okay. way. Like, so like dad. Like dad. <laughs> right. Everybody loved him. He's funny, but he was definitely big on the practical jokes. Oh, Lord. Okay. So here's the crazy thing. He was only 35 years old when he, this, he was very, he was fit. He was not a smoker, but he was diagnosed at the age of 35 with aggressive lung cancer. What? Yes. And it could just be one of those rare cases of, you know, maybe they weren't a smoker, but it was just an unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's happened. It's happened. But he died just three months later after being diagnosed. I mm, I have mixed feelings about this because I know people who have been diagnosed with some form of aggressive right. cancer and have passed away shortly thereafter. Very quickly. Mm. So it's not totally out of the question. It, that doesn't throw a whole lot of shade on it it's plausible but i think that combined with the fact that he was so young and he was a non-smoker right. like it just it kind of throws things off a little throws things something off. shady yeah. mm -hmm. and so theories about him faking his death and in just kind of waiting to resurface almost like a huge practical joke Hmm. kind of surface from time to time oh like like you're just waiting for him to like show up with this punchline and a grin like he's like ha -ha. pranking him. let's see how many people i can prank all at one time yes. yeah. okay like how be crazy clever. would it be to be like yeah i died in 1984 and ta-da i'm back it would be horrible but it would be clever Right. I mean, just think about what that would take to pull off. Lord mercy. Right. So here's, and there's this whole, I listened to some really great podcasts about Andy Kaufman and this theory of him not dying. Mm -hmm. There is so much more to the backstory on this, but I'm not going to get into it. We're, again, hitting the highlights. Here, here are some of the things that warrants the inclusion of this theory in our podcast today so andy kaufman had this co-conspirator buddy friend his name was bob zmuda uh-huh we're gonna call him bob bob okay Done. bob and then he also had a girlfriend lynn morgile morgals probably butchering that lynn and 
they report and, and other people kind of confirm this that he had this lifelong fascination with faking his own death like he talked about it a lot oh faker yeah. <laughs> right so they claim that Kaufman managed to locate a terminal cancer patient who looked like him and then painstakingly changed his own appearance and mannerisms over that three months to fit those of a dying man in mere just like three months. Like okay. This is like extreme method acting. I was going to say that's plausible, though, because we mm -hmm. see even today oh, yeah. where actors will gain or lose a whole bunch of weight in order to fit a role. In so no time. I, I can see that. Mm -hmm. That's plausible to me. Yes. And they called it kind of amongst themselves, they called it the dying routine. Oh, my gosh. So it, part of this dying routine was he lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. He shaved his hair. He coughed nonstop and took it so far as to deliberately leak photos of his frail state. For some reason, I really thought you were about to say leak fluids and I was about to be grossed out. <laughs> no, he was not leaking fluids, just photos. But I mean, it makes sense that you would have to kind of slowly feed mm -hmm. this story, especially if it's a, a cancer situation. Right. Even if it is aggressive and it's quick. Exactly. Hmm. So then whenever the lookalike died, so not, not Andy Kaufman, but when the right. lookalike died, it was just a matter of burying this lookalike <gasps> in place of Andy Kaufman. So basically putting this random person, which, by the way, uh, one of the podcasts I listened to said that this man... The reason they picked him was he was homeless. He wouldn't have any family coming to look for I him. I was about to ask that. Yes. So, literally, like, nobody would know he was gone. No, Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. So, they put him in Annie Kaufman's grave, is the theory. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And then that allows Annie Kaufman to just quietly disappear. Can I just say something real quick? Yes. There are days when I'm like, man, I just wish I could disappear. And then I hear these stories. Mm -hmm. I'm like, good Lord, that's a lot of work. Oh, uh, our friend Thomas and I used to joke all the time on our bad days. Look, we're just going to fake our deaths and move to Hawaii and live on the beach. And That's, that's a we lot of work, though. Right. Like finding this a look like, making Losing sure weight. Yeah, making sure they have no family. I know. Good gravy boats. So according to Bob Zamuda, Zamuda, his friend, apparently he was the only one who was in on the trick. Like his parents didn't know, his brother didn't know. Like Bob was apparently the only one who knew that's shady. It is. I'm going to call murder. However, <laughs> however, think about it though. The less people who are in on it, the easier it is to cover up. That's true. Less people to keep on the same page of a lie. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Because you know what we say, the truth eventually comes out. The truth always comes out. <laughs> like you get... Our mom would always tell us, like, you can only lie so many times before you forget what you were lying about. And gosh dang it, she, she was, was right. right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so um, 
he and Bob Zamuda actually came out like thirty years later, so two thousand and fourteen. He came out with I think it was a book explaining this elaborate hoax, um, and apparently Andy had set this like exile date for his it's almost like okay you can't talk about this for like 30 years oh my gosh yeah (laughs) so yeah so bob zabuda came out about this he explained everything you know but if you're still not convinced that andy kaufman did not die here's another one his own brother says that he's still alive Okay, but this, hmm, see, for me, this goes back to the denial thing, because if you, God forbid, were to pass away, I feel like I would be in some hardcore denial. Right. Well, so there's a little backstory behind this, too. The reason why his brother says that Andy is still alive. Supposedly, he got some kind of letter saying, or had some kind of note from Andy that said, if I ever fake my own death, because again, he talked about it very openly, like, oh, I'm going to fake my own death. I'm going to fake my own death. Right. Apparently, Andy had, had said, you know, if I ever do fake my own death, go to this restaurant on this date, and you'll know whether I'm dead or alive. So he went to this restaurant, went on this, you know, on this specific date, and some random guy showed up with a letter from Andy and gave it to his brother in which he basically said, yes, I'm alive. I'm doing fine. I'm married. I have a daughter. Da, da, da. And then apparently at some award show, his brother like got up and like randomly introduced Andy's daughter to people. I didn't get to research that far on this, on that part of it. I actually just heard that today. And it was really awkward and she like she didn't say much this this girl who's supposed to be his daughter and she just kind of like slipped out before anybody could really talk to her afterwards like it just Mm. strange again that's a lot of work it is a lot of work um but apparently apparently a little while later his brother kind of took it back but I mean, why would you go so far as to, like, publicly say, hey, this is Andy Kaufman's daughter. This is my niece. That's fair. That does seem excessive. So, I don't know. The whole, why would you take that back? Like, why would you be like, oh, yeah. just kidding. But, but, okay, to be fair, if I had faked my death and you came out and you were talking to people about it, I probably would get a hold of you somehow and be like, hey. I don't want anybody knowing. Shut your trap. True. True. So, I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of, there's just a lot of mystery around his death. And the fact that he was so vocal about wanting to fake his death. Yeah. He's such a prankster. Like, who knows? He may come out sometime in the next few years and be like, haha, I'm not really dead. It's very boy who cried wolf. Yes. I feel like if that were the case and he were to come out, people would be like, okay. Okay and <laughs> yeah but anyways okay so that's andy kaufman this next one i did not even have this one on my radar oh my gosh okay you ready we're and you're you're gonna like this because we're gonna get into 
just a little bit of it. We're just going to dip our toe in some history. Oh, I'm ready. Abraham Lincoln. <gasps> what? I mean, obviously he's not still alive because I should hope not. But Abraham Lincoln, apparently there is a, there is a conspiracy theory out there that he did not really die. Okay. So, of course, you know the history while taking in a play, observing this beautiful play. He was shot in the back of the head by someone who thought he was a tyrant. Right. Short and long. If you don't know your history about Abraham Lincoln, look it up. Okay. But so there's a chance that he is alive. Okay. Okay. So consider this. His assassination came just five days after the end of the Civil War. So you've got this man who half of the country hates. That's a lot of hate. Right. A lot of people would probably want him dead at that point. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure. So that's one thing to consider. This is right after the Civil War was over. Next thing. All of the doctors who examined him apparently had contradictory accounts of the way that the bullet went inside his head. Can I say something really insensitive? Yes. I feel like bullet in head should be the end of autopsy, but what do I know? But, I mean, after watching all these crime shows and stuff. You're I mean, right, you're right. You know, there's this whole, you gotta figure out what angle, where did it go? what part of the head like i just feel like back in that day like it was a little more simple right i or simpler i don't know bullet and head done but yeah. he's dead <laughs> i don't know but yeah apparently they there were contradictory accounts of how that bullet went inside his head hmm supposedly here's the next one he had dreams three nights in a row of his own assassination okay that's creepy to me right um and then there's a whole i actually listened to a podcast it was all about clairvoyancy and um being able to perceive the future and all of that stuff and they talked about well maybe he was clairvoyant maybe he could see the future I, that's plausible to me yeah um but yeah so apparently he had he had dreams for three nights in a row of his assassination and it was very specific like it was he was in a theater and somebody shot him in the head like he even saw the room where he was laying in state or was buried, I don't know, where his funeral took place. Then why the heck would you go to the theater? I don't know. Ugh. So, you know, so they say that, you know, maybe that was him, like, preparing everybody for what was about to happen. Like, hey, nudge, nudge. About to die. Seems a tad excessive, but what do I know? Exactly. So, <laughs> here's the last thing to consider. The night of the play, and this is a very specific detail. I don't know how true this is, but whatever. The, the, the night of the play, he told his bodyguard, Crook, goodbye. Oh my god, it's like Kronk. <laughs> it's like Kronk. Anyway, sorry. Um, but he told his body bar bodyguard goodbye, whereas every other night it's it was good night. Oh, so like 
you know, whenever we're leaving, good night, see you later, whatever. No, no, no. His was, it was goodbye. Fascinating. Almost like he was, he was saying his goodbyes quite literally. Interesting. Especially yeah. like if you are, I would assume you'd be fairly close to your bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. So, I mean, all of this to say, you know, why would he fake his own death so soon after getting reelected? Because he, basically, he had just gotten reelected. Right? Right. And there's a few things that they say why he might want to fake his own death. I mean, we already touched on some of this. A lot of people hated him. Yes. Because he was le- he was the leader of the, the half of the country right. that won the war. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm just, I try to imagine half the country hating me. That's got to be stressful. Yeah. It has to Knowing be. Knowing that you got reelected and you're getting ready to go into this term where you're going to have to unify the country. It would be just, one of those, like, oh my gosh, what have I done moments. Yeah. And so I could, I could get on board with that reason alone. Like, you don't have to, we don't have to talk about the other stuff. Like, right? that reason <laughs> alone. That'll do. That'll do. Um, They also said that, they also say that, you know, using his death as a cover makes a lot of sense, you know, again, for somebody who the country hates, not just some actor. Not oh. not just some random random person like John Wilkes Booth. Like why 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 just I don't know. Huh. Uh, so yeah, again, it's that whole like you know a lot of people wanted him dead. It makes sense, um, and because you know there are very few people who will try to kill a dead dude. Yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, see, I see your brain processing, and it's yeah. weird to say it that way. But if you stop and think about it, if half the country hates you, and you're afraid for your life, what is one surefire way to know that somebody's not going to kill you? If they think you're already dead, bingo. If they think you're already yeah. dead, so you kind of roll all of that up together, and this conspiracy theory kind of makes a little sense. Yeah. It's not one that I ever thought of or had ever heard of. I mean, because obviously they don't teach you this kind of stuff in history class. Oh, don't get me started, girl. I know. I know. Don't <laughs> get me started. But yeah, it, I don't know. I, rolling all that together, I could totally see how this conspiracy theory is possible. Um, And, you know, in researching this, I only talked about three today, but... There's a whole lot of celebrities that there's some speculation that they didn't actually die. Some okay. of them are pretty popular. Like, um, some of them, some of these you may not know. We'll just kind of list them all. Okay. Jesse James. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that one either. Again, they don't teach you these things in history. Amelia Earhart, which we could do a whole episode on her alone. Oh, a hundred percent. Because there are tons of conspiracy theories about her, and it even ties back into the Mandela effect. Because, oh, I've heard of that. Yes. What is it? Some people say that or they remember her completing her flight and landing, yeah, living I've her read life. About that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
Amelia Earhart's one that they say faked her death. Which kind of plays into the whole living her the rest of her life out, too. I mean, well, and talk about a way to make sure you go down in history. history <laughs> right? Um, This one you probably know about. I knew about this one. Adolf Hitler. Yes. Yeah. That is fascinating mm -hmm. to me. All the, like, mm -hmm. sightings afterwards. Yes. That, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Billy the Kid. Okay, I've not heard that one. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one either. Um, again, thanks history teachers for not teaching us this stuff. <sighs> okay, next one is Rasputin. Go. Oh. oh, I have mixed feelings about that because Why? I don't know. I can totally see it, but I've never heard it before. That one's fascinating. Well, I mean, Rasputin has a lot of mystery around him anyways like right. he was a strange man yes he did a lot of strange things right um so i could see where some people like this one's not so much the people idolize him kind of conspiracy theory this is more just that he had a lot of weirdness that just followed him and I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with conspiracy theories. Well, and he's also tied in real tight with the last um, czar and his wife. And again, obviously people didn't like them. Exactly. So that I can, yeah, I can track with that one. Yeah. Um, Kurt Cobain. I, yes, I've heard that, that one. That he faked his own death, staged his own death. Um, Tupac, which is probably one of the more famous ones. Like, whenever I think of celebrities faking their death, oh, yeah. My top two that I think of, like, right off the bat is Tupac. Elvis Presley and Tupac. Oh, for sure, Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one, I guess I didn't really think of this one before, but after, after watching a lot of documentaries and hearing a lot of podcasts, Princess Diana. Oh my gosh, this is a whole other episode. Uh, it is. Um, in fact, I listened to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about, like, there was a lot of weirdness that kind of happened in that situation. Like, there's some journals where she wrote that Char she thought that Charles was plotting to cut the brake lines on her car. Um, so maybe this was like a, I'm going to make myself disappear before they make me disappear. Yeah, it could have been. Interesting. But the fact that that's basically what happened, that's a little too coincidental, I'm just saying. So yeah, so people say, plus there was the whole, you know, he was he was cheating, she was cheating, they both wanted to be with other people, but they couldn't. I mean, I guess they could, but it didn't look good. So, but also like just a quick shout out to Princess Di for introducing and really popularizing the revenge dress. Yes. Get it, girl. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm here for that. <laughs> 100%. So yeah, Princess Di is on the list for people who may have faked their deaths. Interesting. And then of course, another super popular, this goes in my top three, Michael Jackson. Mm. Yes. I mean, we could not talk about this topic and not mention him. I was wondering if you were going to bring him up. I know. I Well, I wanted to cover a few that were not quite as popular. Well, other than Elvis. 
Um, because again, these have been hashed out so many times. I'm like, there's videos floating around of like Michael Jackson getting out of the back of a coroner's van and just all these other sightings. And I didn't, I guess I didn't think of it this way, but he was considered like a master of disguise. Like he had no problem disguising himself, changing That's his true. appearance. So, I mean, that would be the kind of person that would very easily fake their own death and be comfortable. It would almost be like a challenge for him, I feel like. Yeah. Because hmm. I mean, he's super, like, well-known. And, I mean, he's... I honestly... This is just my personal opinion. I feel sorry for him because he was tossed into the spotlight at such a young age. And there was so much pressure put on him. And I just think he never really figured out how to handle it yeah and it was just a lot and I, I could totally see at some point being like I'm done I'm done yeah yeah that world is um not an easy one especially if no. it's all you know mm -hmm. and um, and you constantly have people in your face yeah. taking your pictures wanting your autograph making up all kinds of conspiracy theories about you while you're alive massive unresolved trauma mm. going on for sure yeah but yeah, so those are just a few. Um, however, in our household, we have our own conspiracy theory about this conspiracy theory. I think I know what you're going to say, but go for it. <laughs> probably, because you've probably heard us joke about this. We, we joke all the time that all of these celebrities who have faked their deaths are hanging out in a bunker underneath yeah. of Fort Knox like yes. underneath of the gold vault because I mean think about it it's so heavily guarded there's all this mystery around what's actually in there like they say that it holds the nation's gold but does it I, well, why would you heavily guard it, with the way that people treat celebrities they basically are gold right so there you go it it's air quotes gold yeah, I but, feel the black helicopters <laughs> on their way to our house right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, every time we drive by it, it we there, there's almost not a time that we drive by it that we don't mention. Yeah. Oh, I bet Elvis and Michael Jackson are playing a game of, you know, mini golf or whatever, playing some poker. That's <laughs> so. That's our thing. Is that we just we have this thought that they are underground living out their life it's almost like a retirement home for celebrities that don't want to be in the spotlight anymore hmm. i mean i'm just saying it's possible oh absolutely it's possible i mean there's no telling how many layers there are underneath of that that gold vault i mean it's massive absolutely and you know so yeah so that's our theory in our household we kind of joke about it you know that's our thing. Whether it's I can true buy or not, into it. I could totally buy into it. Maybe they're just down there chilling out. Who knows? But yeah, so there you go. That is my conspiracy theory about dead people, celebrities faking their deaths. I'm just saying funerals will never be the same again. You will always question. Absolutely. I'm probably gonna poke the body. I mean, to be fair or I'm not. <laughs> to be fair. Dead bodies in a casket look fake to me anyways. See, that's why I'm opting for the body farm. Oh, for sure. I just don't want people to have to deal with that. Right. Interesting. Mm. Well, 
That was quite intense for week three of Spooktober Spectacular. Yes. But I think next week we're going to come back and we're just going to have some fun. We're going to share some Halloween facts. Absolutely. Um, Maybe talk about our costumes. Oh, for sure. You got, um, yours, got yours ready? I'm almost done with mine. I have some like LED lights to add in. Ugh. I'm going all out this year. Nice. So I hope you guys will join us next week um, as we get ready to celebrate Halloween, Ooh. which is one of our favorite holidays. And in the meantime, y'all have a spooky, spooky week. Bye. Bye.